When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, Browns fans? This is Kenny Mack from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And this is the Dogs Podcast. Let's kick this off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, and welcome back to another episode of The Dogs. It's been a long two weeks off. We've missed all of you. Hopefully, you guys have missed us. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll never leave each other again. <laughs> uh, we're always looking for more fan intros, so head to thedogspodcast.com. Leave us a voicemail. Kenny Mack from uh, Canada. That's one of my favorite intros. See if anybody can one-up them. I don't know if you can, but let's see what you guys got. Uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty good. Thedogspodcast.com. Drop-down menu. Hit leave voicemail. Uh, we'd like to play new ones every week, so get your on the show uh, we have a ton of your guys comments and voicemails to dive into today uh, from our little hiatus but before we get into all that remember to check us out on facebook twitter instagram please subscribe on youtube make sure to hit the notification bell so you never miss a new episode uh we the dogs have also added a couple new ways to check out our content we're getting with the youth movement here um <laughs> we've we've made a tiktok I, yeah, right. really no idea what we're doing. No, <laughs> well, it's working. I've People watched my like niece, uh, you know, dance in front of a phone for two years, so I feel like well, we're not there yet. Three, I mean, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not there personally. Three of know. us are over 30. So, I mean, yeah. Zach yeah. should technically be, I mean, he's the baby. Yeah. He should have yeah, made I, the TikTok. Yeah, I, have, I have no TikTok skills, so you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. I'm more of a pen and uh, paper kind of guy. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I'm getting old these days. I don't know. <laughs> but if TikTok is your game. Uh, you can find us on there. Just search the dogs podcast. We already got some stuff up there um, and we're going to be adding more stuff all the time. So check us out on TikTok. Uh, we've also created a Patreon page that we plan on filling with tons of exclusive content. We already have some stuff up there and we're working on getting more stuff. We're also going to, you know, kind of get your opinions, what you guys want to see on there. Uh, you can join our Patreon by heading to the dogs and hitting the join the dogs option in the drop down menu. It's super easy. There's different levels and uh, there's not a ton up there right now. Like I said, we're working on getting more, but the stuff we do have on there, I think is really awesome. Yeah, it is. And I will say, I know we were going to mention this later. Anyhow, um, got an article coming out on dogsbynature.com later this week uh, with Barry Shuck. We, you know, we're, we were tasked with evaluating the tight end position battle in training camp between Austin Hooper and David Njoku. And actually that article from that we wrote, that I wrote from all you guys' input, that's already on Patreon. Okay, cool. And we've already nice. gotten comments on it. People are already checking it out. So, yeah. So, er, you know, early access to stuff, things like that. Yeah. And to anybody who's already on the Patreon or if you're thinking about doing the Patreon, 
I mean, that's awesome. I never thought anybody would do anything like that for us. So yeah, we, to everybody the, the support makes a, a world of difference to us. Um, we really do appreciate it. So yeah. And it makes, I mean, it's just, I love putting out the extra content and the Patreon content, in my opinion, I mean, we're a little bit more relaxed. It's a little bit more loose. It's just, it's gritty. I yeah, think we got into some Star Wars stuff on one of them. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's fun. So check it out. Well, and the interactions in there is a little different because like on YouTube, you're getting, you know, a bunch of crap from Ravens everybody, fans. You know, Ravens fans, you know, <laughs> right. and people jawing and stuff. But inside the Patreon community, it's, it's Browns fans. So it's, it's just a, a different atmosphere. And, and to be honest, we want it to be what you guys want. So whatever you guys want out of that Patreon, um, you know, let us know. We'll, we'll work to get it done. We want it to be, you know, it's yours. We made it for you. So, you know, help us out. Let us know what you guys want. Um, again, just go to the dogspodcast.com. Hit join the dogs in the drop down menu. Uh, lastly, remember to head to the dogspodcast.com slash schedule to vote on the Browns record this season. You just go game by game and select who you think is going to win. Do you have the, uh, we have some updates for that? I do. I was ready this time. We're 14 and three. Okay. So we dropped. I'm- Last time, I think a couple weeks ago, it was 15 and two. I'm still fine with that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) 14 and three would be incredible. So uh, the fans have us losing to Kansas City in week one. That one's at 49%, though. So it's almost a tie. I mean, so, I mean, it's not that that's about 50 50. You know what I mean? That's kind of crazy. I I thought that would kind of be overwhelmingly Casey. Yeah. Yeah. It was for a while. And I think people are starting to come around on the Browns and their, you know, their abilities this year. Now, Everybody has us, pretty much everybody has us losing the first game of Baltimore. And then a lot of people have us losing Green Bay on Christmas Day. I mean, those are all games where if we, I think if we lose, as long as we lose them competitively, it is what it is. You know, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. Sometimes good games just go one way or the other. That being, you know, I expect us to win those games though. Yeah, I mean. Except for maybe that first Baltimore game and maybe the Chiefs game. If we go this season and only Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say, if we only lose one game in the division this year, playoffs easy, I mean, 14 and three, I would say is probably like a number one seed for the playoffs. It'd be nice to have Mm -hmm. that home uh, playoff game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because if we have that home playoff game, you're going to be catching the dogs up in the Muni lot. Yeah, you're going to want to be on TikTok for that one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And I'm going to be hammered. <laughs> might, might be content just uh, for the Patreon page. Yeah. Might, oh, yeah. <laughs> just for that. But that Ravens game, I'll be at that one. I'll be over there in Baltimore for that first. Really? Represent well. Yeah. Represent. Yep. Uh, that friend that I said that's a Ravens fan's got season tickets, and I get to uh, be one of his guests. Why didn't he invite game. me? Well, you two haven't always gotten along when it comes to <laughs> football opinions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're the one that uh, uh, so. him up on the you know tee box. Right, <laughs> right. If I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So again, dogspodcast.com slash schedule to vote on the Browns record this season. Uh, we're going to keep that up basically all the way through training camp and up into the preseason. Listener mailback. Kenny comes back again with the, the with the woo woos, right? <laughs> yep. Awesome. So you know, we were trying to think of what to do for this episode. Um, you know, obviously, we're kind of 
we're deep into the the thickness of the offseason. Uh, this is kind of one of the only lulls in the NFL offseason. I feel like they do a really good job kind of keeping things. Mm-hmm. There's always something in the NFL, but right after that, you know, that mini uh, training camp, before you go into regular mandatory training camp, there's just a little bit of a lull. And we thought, what better time to do another uh, listener mailbag? You guys had a ton of comments and stuff on YouTube, some voicemails uh, since we were gone a couple weeks. So we just want to kind of dive into, you know, what you guys wanted to hear from us as we came back from this vacation. Uh, so we're just going to dive right into it. TJ110 on YouTube asked, what player or players are you most excited to see in our preseason games? I know how I tackle this. I don't want to go for it. So I I kind of picked picked a a defensive player and an offensive player. Um, To start on the defensive side, I'm very excited to see JOK. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, obviously, you know, our first round pick in Newsom, I want to see how he does, but I just want to see if... I want to see if JOK's skill set that he had in college, if it's translating to the NFL. And, you know, by all accounts from this, the rookie minicamp and stuff, I mean, he's been really, really good so far. Very impressive. And I want to see how that translate translates against another team. Yeah, I think that he's probably, for any Browns fan, one of the guys that you're looking forward to seeing on the field. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you know, preseason's... Uh, it's not that far away, but it's a you know we got training camp to get through first, so you're going to hear a lot more about him in the news um, throughout training camp until that wraps up, and then we'll kind of get more focused into the preseason side of it. But he's definitely one of the guys that we're looking at that could be a huge playmaker um, with the scheme we want to run on defense and be just a huge focal point on stopping the two quarterbacks that you got to stop. You know, maybe three. Josh Allen still runs a little bit, but mobile guys like Mahomes and uh, I mean Lamar Jackson that can just they kill you by getting out of the pocket and getting first down. You could make the argument Josh Allen might be the most mobile quarterback. I mean, I'd say he's number Lamar, two after Lamar because me. uh, yeah, I mean he that dude's nuts. He's got more rushing touchdowns than Zeke. I think you sent. Yeah, I sent, I sent a, yeah. a picture that he's got. Yeah, he's got more touchdowns than Zeke since twenty eighteen. Yeah, but the Cow- like I said though, the Cowboys didn't score a whole lot last year after Dak went down. But it, I, 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 and we forget about Kyler Murray too. I think as far as mobile goes, but I mean him, Lamar, true. and Josh Allen, I'd say they're they're all more mobile than Mahomes. Yes, Mahomes is almost Mahomes is a pocket mobile guy. That's what I, you know. I mean, he doesn't usually he doesn't necessarily take off and run for first downs that often. It's more what he can do before he throws the ball because he's going to throw the ball. I had to look up though. There was a crazy stat last year that I remember seeing that he's like one of the most, uh, he's got the most first downs ran for by a quarterback on third down. Yes. So. It's because everybody's uh, dropping to stop his path. I think Mahomes is almost comparable to Baker when it comes to mobility, maybe slightly more, but they speed wise, he's not that much faster than Baker. I think he's more Agile and shifty. Yes. But speed, I'm with you on that. Until yeah. you see him walk, and then you're yeah. like, man, how does that guy even move out there like he does on the football field? So who, you guys have a defensive player you kind of you kind of want to watch? I have. I would say, so I'll do offense first, because I think this guy will get playing time in preseason. Mine is going to be, I want to see Donovan Peoples-Jones, because I think okay. that's such a crowded, crowded room. I want to see, and I guess, you know, some of those other guys. You know, I figure OBJ is going to be out there a lot in the season. Jarvis is going to be out there a lot. So I just, you know, I'd like to see him get more playing time. A guy that I'm excited to see on the defense that I don't think we'll see a lot in preseason, but maybe as the season goes is John Johnson, JJ3. I'm excited to see 
just what that guy brings to our defense. Yeah. I'm excited for the whole defense, actually. The <laughs> yeah. defense is just so... I You're mean, saying that after what we've had last huh. season. So. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm an offensive guy. I've never been like the kind of guy that's been like, man, I love defensive gritty battles, but like, I know what I'm getting out of the offense right. for the most part. And I that's think. that's exactly what how I felt when I saw this question, too. I was like, hmm, like offensively, not that much. And I'm with you. Yeah. DPJ, I... Yeah, we've seen Beckham for years. We know what he can do. We've seen Landry. We've seen the tight ends. We've seen Baker, Chubb, like Hunt. We yeah. know what these guys can do. But what can Donovan Peoples Jones do going in mm-hmm. that the the year one to year two for you know like rookie receivers moving into that sophomore year can be very exciting if they yes. take that next step. So I, I'm excited to see what this guy can do. Yeah, and and that's kind of where I was. You know, this is kind of a training camp into pre. I think this battle is going to go into preseason of who that number three wide receiver is going to be because Mm -hmm. you got, you know, Rashard Higgins that you brought back, you know, you got him, you got Kadero Hodge that you brought back who, you know, at times we were like, man, why is this guy, we need to get DPJ more playing time than Hodge got hurt and then he got it and he excelled. But when Hodge was healthy, he was the number three. Mm -hmm. And I think it's mostly because of his run blocking that he can do on the outside. But he's a guy that, you know, with, Higgins on the roster and DPJ and then you bring in Anthony Schwartz that's going to be looking for playing time um, that he always found a way to be on the field so I think that that battle for the third wide receiver is going to be something that's undecided almost until preseason and that's really where you're going to get to see you know who's going to fill that role I agree I I, I put in kind of a little bit of extra thought into this question so I had like a, a 1A and a 1B on defense and a 1A and a 1B on offense my 1B on defense, and I don't know if we'll see much in the preseason, but I want to see Jadavion Clowney. Mm, yep. I want to see, you know, he looks like he's in great shape. You know, all accounts, he's, 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 you know, he's very focused on this year. I want to see, I'd like to see him in the preseason a little bit and just kind of see what, you know, if we can get a taste of what we're going to get out of him this year. Um, on offense, my one, I want to see Baker because – I want I, I want him to look so crisp in this offseason. You know how some of these teams, you know, like like Brady and Manning and even like Aaron Rodgers in the preseason when these defenses are kind of playing these very basic defenses that come out in their one series and it's, you know, four or five passes, touchdown, they go out. That's what I want to see out of Baker. I don't necessarily want to see him for length, but for the little bit of time he's in there, I want to see him have complete command of the offense. I want to see the Baker we saw the last seven, eight games last year. That's what I yep. want to see. Now, as soon as you said that, though, I just had horrible flashbacks to the Freddie season because that first playoff or uh, preseason game, do you remember this? The offense They came right shit. out. Yeah. And they, I think it was what? Just like boom, 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 five yep. or six plays down the field touchdown. I was like, well, that's all I needed to see. And it didn't work out that way. If, but I'm with you. If that comes, if, if I want to see him looking crisp because we know last year yeah. what he was able to do in this offense was just incredible and if you remember the rest of that preseason so leading up to that that scoring drive in the preseason uh freddie's first year we struck it was like we were on third down and we had negative yards and then all of a sudden we just got hot for four or five passes and scored but if you remember the rest of the preseason we did not look good no not not at all and and we all blamed it on oh well then joku's not playing or jarv sat this game or we but we did not look good in those preseason games and we all just kind of wrote it off as you know, we didn't have our star players in for bulk of it. And then it turns out we just sucked, yeah. you know, so I want to see, I want to see the offense play. They don't got to play a lot, but when they're in there, I want to see them look crisp. And then my, my one a on offense is I'm excited to see if we have a plan for shorts. Yeah. I want to see that speed in action. I don't want to just talk about it. I want to see, I want to see a couple end rounds, 
you know, I want to see, you know, is it as advertised? Yeah, actually, I was just reading um, some stuff on Schwartz here earlier today before the show, and um, I think they said it was his, maybe it was his freshman or sophomore, I can't remember, one of the early years in college, he actually had more rushing touchdowns than receiving touchdowns. Now, probably because he wasn't being utilized as a number one or two receiver on the team because he was younger, but he had five rushing touchdowns. He had more rushes than receptions. So to me, that says, get the ball in the guy's hands and he can make stuff happen. Yep. He'll create his own place. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and he might not get a ton of run once we get to the season, depending on how things shake out. So I think preseason is a chance for him to really shine, yeah. not only in on offense, but I'd like to see if he got if he has a role on special teams. Yep. Yeah. So, there's a question in here too later about that. I think, right? I'm not sure. Oh yeah, yeah. One of the voicemails. So you know, that's that's uh, you know, he's a player that I'm I'm kind of looking forward to. So obviously, I want to watch all of them, but those were just kind of the four that I that came to the forefront of my mind. Uh, any other thing to add before we move on? Um, you guys all good? I think good. we're good. Man. Satisfied? Yep. Okay. <laughs> all right. So Slow Z on the Patreon asked, say you had a Browns talk show where you could invite on any Browns legend. We kind of do. We invite them. They don't ever answer. Uh, player or coach <laughs> true. from any area, any era, and you can ask three questions. Who would you invite? What questions would you ask and why them? Um, so I have a guy in mind. If you guys are still kind of brainstorming. Uh, unless somebody wants to go first. I'll, I can go first if uh, you guys want me to take this not serious at all. <laughs> so I, um, for me, mine would be, I'm going to go crazy here and I'm going to say Josh Cribbs. I love Josh. There's nothing wrong with that. So man. me too. I, he was the only, you know, light for a long time in Cleveland, <laughs> you know? So my question is, Hey, Josh in Halloween, I'll meet you at Kent state. <laughs> We're going to go and do some bar crawls. And uh, are you down for that, brother? No, nah, that's my question. Seriously, I, I'm not going to take this seriously. I just want to hang out with I'm just right. trying to hang out. You know, right. hey, bring the wife. You know, maybe if you want me uh, on Josh, uh, you know, cribs in the house here in, you know, a couple weeks. <laughs> I'm down, man. Uh, you know, we can cook some whatever you guys do on that show, you know. But, yeah. Right. Meth. Oh, oh wow no, uh i'm just kidding josh cribs please come on the show one day <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Probably yeah. Why you just that yeah. Yeah. Why they never answered. Yeah, yeah that's right. probably why yeah uh so for me i my the person i thought of it was bernie and i didn't necessarily have like, the biggest question not necessarily questions i just want to talk to him mm-hmm. he was here when he was here the browns were good you know multiple mm-hmm. AFC championship games. And then he stayed connected to the Browns organization through leaving 20 years of awfulness and now the rise. And I just would kind of like to get, you know, his perspective on, on that. What is, you know, what's it been like being connected to this franchise for all this time, seeing the high, the absolute highs we've had, the complete lows, you know, in Owen 16 season. And now what, what's he seeing out of the city, the kind of support and like the rejuvenation of the franchise, you know, these last three, four years, that's kind of, I'd like to pick his mind on that. I mean, he's always been loved. He's, he's, he's one of those, he's like a, you know, Jim Brown, just a beloved yeah. Cleveland Brown. Well, player. talking about Jim Brown, that'd probably be the guy, yeah. you know, one of the guys, when you think about Brown's legends, I mean, he is the Browns the legend. Yep. Um, he's an NFL legend. And I think it'd just be cool. And, you know, he's came out and he's had to talk about it, you know, all of his life, really, since he did this when he retired at the age of, like, 33, I think it was, is when he retired. I mean, in his prime, yeah. you know, kind of like, you know, was there, is there a regret there from, you know, leaving the game so early? Because, I mean, he set all kinds of records. I think he played seven or uh, nine seasons. He led 
and eight mm-hmm. of those nine seasons, he was a leading rusher. So it would be um, interesting to see what kind of numbers he could you imagine numbers he'd have put up if he'd have played sixteen years in the NFL? I mean, it'd been crazy. So he was always, you know, I think that's one of the topics that I would want to, you know, just pick his brain about. Do you regret it? You know, in today's game, would you have made the same decision or would you, you know, continued your career? You know, stuff like that. I could be wrong, but it was like a coaching thing, right? He disagreed with the head coach and he basically was like, I'm done then. Well, that, and, that, and, uh, yeah, see, ya. I'm going to go act that. And he, you know, he's always came out and said, you know, there was a bunch of other things I wanted to do in my life that I wanted to be able to have the chance to do younger than, you know, being in his late forties, you know, being able mm-hmm. to do those types of things. So, but he's definitely one of the guys I think it'd be cool uh, to absolutely. pick his brain about. Absolutely. It'd be interesting to ask him about his take on the whole, um, I guess, mindset right now that running backs are you know don't really matter in the nfl they're kind of replaceable right you know just from that old school runner to kind of what the game is now just kind of get his perspective on that yeah i wonder if he would like because he was kind of he was like the bell cow guy Mm -hmm. you know how would he like would he be like a nick chubbs personality of like hey, I love having Kareem Hunt, or would he kind of be like, hey, no, like, I want the ball. I want 32 carries a game, and let's right. go. Yeah. Right, yeah, like, this is my team, that's my job. I don't need some other guy taking me out of the fourth quarter of the game to get all the carries. Yeah, I know, I know before the show I had mentioned, you know, it'd be kind of cool to talk to Phil Dawson, but another guy that just popped in my head was uh, Ernest Biner. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be kind of cool to talk to him about, honestly, talk to him about the fumble. And just say, yeah. how, how has that affected? Like, how did you handle that afterward? Like, how is your life? You know what I mean? Like, just kind of talk to his mindset after that. Because I was just looking it up here. And it said in that game, he had 67 rushing yards. He caught seven passes for 120 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he had a big game. Yep. He, but he's, he's only remembered for that one play. You ever see the Believe Lindoff? That's where I was going to go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's in that a lot. Yeah. And I think, you know. I think he talks about how, like, afterwards it was kind of rough. But I think Cleveland has done a good job. We didn't really – we didn't turn our backs on him and blame him for that. Because, I mean, obviously, I don't remember. I was too young. But my dad talks about it still. My dad still remembers it like it was yesterday. And, he's you know, the only he was one of the only reasons we were even in the game. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so it's, it's – you know, it sucks that it happened. But I feel like he's still considered Cleveland royalty. Yeah. I, I've heard him on some other shows before in the past and – he just seems to be very highly respected. I mean, he seems like a really great guy. Him and Mac both. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd just be cool to sit down and talk to him. Awesome. Well, yeah, I think we did pretty solid with that, except for Justin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he'll say that now and then. I'm going to put up a you know picture on Facebook. All of a sudden, you know, Josh Cribs will be reaching out. Josh Cribs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll move on here. Uh, Ted Nova 77 on YouTube asks, which of the four young D tackles out of Tagai, McDowell, Wilson, and Elliott will make the roster? Oh, Jordan Elliott is probably starting. Yeah, week one, I, so he's coming out of minicamp. That seems to be the uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I think that his name is off the list because he's definitely. I'm okay on. with that. For and sure. then, so yep. if you look at your other three, you know the Wilson guy's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of the deal they gave him. Big, a large, a yeah. large uh, contract for a guy that didn't even that, get drafted. That said, they wanted him. Yeah, right. Or at least one bidding war. So, like, th- yeah, th- he was a big guy that a lot of teams wanted. Now, we also gave that AJ Green cornerback yeah. last year. The you made him the biggest, you know. Yeah. So, well, and that's another. Can thing you read into that? Wilson, they paid him, you know, a high, you know, to, to they paid him well to come in. Right, they didn't draft him. 
Right. So, you know what I mean? If they really wanted him, they'd have drafted him. I say it's a guy. Doesn't that make doesn't a roster. Make roster? Oh, he, he's the guy who makes it. Oh, he's, oh yeah. okay. okay. All right, all right. I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> like man, Blake, <laughs> no. that take on okay, well, Ohio State Buckeye. Let me just say here real quick, then, looking at this list. So, they've got Togiai or Togai, McDowell, Wilson, Elliott. Why isn't Billings on this list? I, yeah, I see. And it uh, came in fat and out of no, shape. No, no, no. Oh, I see. I see. I, I guess I keep reading this as which ones won't make the roster. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah so, but I think that he, he isn't sold like before he would have been. Oh yeah. He's a lock. Our, he, he's he's yeah. a lock. I don't think he's a lock. You know, I think anymore. he's probably a lock. I, I, I don't know if he is. I'm with I think, you. I, I, I'm not sure. Depend- you know, I think we'll have to we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I guess it depends. How does he look when he shows up to training camp? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If he's back in shape, he's on the team. Well, and that's and I know we're again June. It's it's mini camp. It's still off season. It's not technically preseason. Yeah. So I mean, do we make too much out of things? Sometimes yes, but at the same time, the dude well, had a whole year to to get himself in shape. And my biggest yeah, my biggest thing with him is. Are you keeping him because you think, oh, he's got NFL experience, and that's why you're like, oh, because I mean, we brought in Malik Jackson. The guy started 73 games, and of his 126 games, he's played in the NFL. So you have a veteran guy that you brought in that I think he's going to play a good role on our defense. I think that position we're going to keep four or five at least on the raw on this play yeah. every week because they're going to have to rotate him out. I don't think that we we don't have that one guy who's going to be out there and you're going to be like he's out there ninety five percent of the plays just because I don't even Jordan Elliott I don't think he's that guy yet um, we kind of were accustomed to seeing like a Sheldon Richardson was on the field majority of the time and like an Ogan Joby was on the field you know you at least had like one of those guys on, out there almost every play now you're going to have more shuffling around that spot so it'll be. Uh, be interesting especially with how they're uh, going to use like tack mckinley or they're going to move jadavion Clowney inside a little bit or yep. miles maybe inside a little you know they've talked about having those weird packages i could see something crazy where your d tackle where it's miles and then a d tackle like an elliot but then that other d tackles Clowney, and then mckinley's actually your edge rusher right. i could see some like doing some mix and match type stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be every down, but I can definitely see stuff Mm -hmm. like that happening. Yeah. Right now the defensive tackle position is one of the biggest question marks. I think that we've talked about that. We don't know, you know what we're going to have at that spot on the defensive line. Um, It's a deep room right now. Which is kind of a lot of unproven. Yeah. Now there's, there's been a lot of comments and, and viewers on YouTube, especially that have been commenting about Malik McDowell. That's what I was going to hit on. Okay. Um, And we haven't really talked about him a whole lot on this show. We haven't really gone back through. And honestly, I don't really even know the story. So I was just kind of looking it up. Would you like me to read it to you? It's rough. Yeah, read it to me. I can chime in because I got it pulled up here too. But let me just say real quick that when this guy came out in 2017, he was drafted in 2017, Mm -hmm. he was projected as a first round pick. So, I mean, talent was not a question. It was some other stuff. Right. So he was drafted in the second round. Seattle. Right to Seattle, um, out of Michigan State. Um, was supposed to be, you know, he's all Big Ten. Supposed to be, you know, mm-hmm. probably a starter, you know, right. first couple of years. Crashed in ATV, was out for, I think, a couple years. Then uh, was sentenced to jail for 11 months for uh, a series of crimes. Let's say... That was the same year. Uh, oh, same year. Let's say charged with assault, resisting arrest, operating a vehicle while intoxicated after an incident, 
where he fought two policemen oh, at so a DUI stop. Oh, so a very stop. Cleveland guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. You mean like, Burke- are we talking about like Burkevious Mingo on the side there? Is that oh, what was going on there? Oh, I knew um, that was coming up today. <laughs> so for me, like, I understand then the Browns have said, hey, you know, we researched this guy a lot before we offered him, you know, a spot to come and compete for a position. To me, I'm just like, Ugh. if you're trying to... <laughs> I, I don't know. Here's it just thing. makes me super nervous. Having here's yeah. a lot of the a lot of his like things that he was arrested for. Yeah, it probably all happened in the same night. I'm assuming. Like, uh, like the I sure hope so. I'm saying like the right. operating the vehicle while drunk led to being probably in trouble with the cops, which then he fought back because he was wasted. I'm not trying. Okay. To, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not yeah. trying yeah. to excuse him. No, for that. no, 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 no. So these he, are all separate. He was things? arrested for driving under the influence on September 22nd. Oh boy. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. he had this 12 months of probation. Then he was arrested again. <laughs> In December for disorderly conduct. Okay, so, so like tried to give him a been, chance. I was yeah. trying to give him it's the benefit of the isolated just one no. isolated drunken no. incident. And so I think it's safe to say that you know if it comes down to uh, character is what's being uh, picked <laughs> over. You know, hey, it's between Tommy and McDowell here. Uh, they're both giving us the same stuff on the field, but uh, Tommy's never been in trouble. No, <laughs> so I, I, think, I think I think you're right. Tommy's a lock. Yeah, I, I mean, I like unless Tommy. he unless he comes in a training camp and just sucks for some reason, but I don't see. That I think happening. it's a toss up between McDowell Wilson. I think if I mean McDowell's obviously got the talent. It's just is his head got the strike. Yeah, have his head on his yeah yeah. Um, so I guess we'll see. But I think Good it's, question. It's a very interesting battle to watch, and it's I think it's going to take all camp to figure it out. Oh, this yeah. one's going to be one of my favorite ones to watch. Yep, for sure. And and I hope they get it figured out, and it's good because I would hate for this entire kind of like how last year. I mean, at the start of the season, our secondary was decent until all the injuries started mounting up, and it was just the one glaring spot a middle linebacker really killed us. I would hate for this defense to be such a complete unit, but teams can just run between the tackles on us all day. Yeah. I would hate that. You know, <laughs> so uh, hopefully we can get this figured out. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on here. Gage Tucker from the Patreon asks, Nikhil here, Harry, is this is Gage Tucker just a burner account for Josh Hall? He has Nikhil Harry requested a trade. Would you float a six round pick to New England for uh, Nikhil Harry? Hey, I will give Gage a shout out. The dude is on my team as far as Nikhil Harry for <laughs> right. a six round pick. Why not? Because you could get him for free. Well, I, yeah, you might be able to. <laughs> I don't know if there's much interest. Imagine out if there. you went to the store and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna throw this milk away in an hour. There's nothing wrong with it. Do you want it for fifty cents now, or will you want it for free in an hour? <laughs> like it's still only fifty cents, but I'd just wait the hour and take. So, it would you free. take him for free? For, for I would at least invite him to the to the, field the training camp. To yeah, let I, him see what he can do. But I'm not paying anything for him. I wouldn't probably pay anything for him just because of who we already have in the wide receiver room. Yep. Um, now where, if we, where if we didn't have in? a Higgins and we didn't have a DPJ or a Schwartz that we were trying to see about, then, you know, yeah, I would, I might do it, but as what our roster and our team stands now, um, and just what Nikhil Harry's done, I would probably pass Unless I mean, I'm, I'm with Blake though. If he was out there, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him in. So to piggyback off you, I agree with everything. I think right now, not so much. Next year, depending on who's here, because I, I, there's, I, there's a chance that one or both of our main receivers are not on the team. I mean, I would think that one of them would still be here. Right. But, right. I think if both of them are gone, we're bringing in another number one. Yeah, Devontae Adams. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said that very quickly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, say I, I it with some volume. Right? Like, don't whisper it. Now. I don't see a world. Well, I don't want to scare it away. Okay. I don't see a world in which we we roll on our offense onto the field and our number one receiver is a Higgins or a DPJ or yeah. the kill Harry. I mean, now if, if we're in a position where we're like, we want DPJ after this year to be our number one, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Because that means he showed out this year. That, but, that uh, means he'll make a looking great at it right now. Devonte Adams. Sure. Sure. <laughs> right. And when we win the Super Bowl this year, I mean, what's it going to look like if Odell and Jarvis want to leave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say though, real quick, after reading, because I've been following the Nikhil Harry saga quite closely. Uh, for months. Yeah, for years, actually. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I didn't think he was that good, man. Right. I, mean, I, thought right? He, I thought he was going to be something, but yeah, he's... Uh, he's something, he, all right. He's something, yeah. He's looking for a, a team that he can go to and prove himself, and that's not going to be Cleveland. No, he's not going to get the chance. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, as far as his interest and Brown's interest, I don't think it's a match. He'd have I mean, to really show out on the scout team. The last <laughs> he's not getting the, any reps in camp. One of the biggest uh, name teams that I saw that have kind of been linked to him was the Green Bay Packers, though. Packers, I've seen the Lions. He'd probably do well with Aaron Rodgers. Well, if I mean, he had Tom Brady there. or Jordan if, Love, yeah, you know, or whoever's if he's going to be Blake there, Bortles. Uh, throwing the ball to him. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I wish the best for Nikhil Harry. Yeah, but I, yeah, I do too. I, I honestly really like the player, but I don't think he's coming to Cleveland. No, I agree. Uh, so we'll move on. He'll here. probably go somewhere and light it up, and then Josh will be right. Yeah. And we'll, we'll hear about it this year, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, or it can be like that other, that Stidham dude who was garbage <laughs> yeah. and didn't do anything, was terrible, and that quarterback Justin, that can't Justin's throw Justin's probably got a list somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, hold on. Let me turn on my burn list from Josh from 2020. I'm just kidding. Uh, love you, dog. I love you, dog. It's all good. <laughs> all right. So Norman Baldwin Jr. on YouTube asked, what defensive alignment would work best for mobile QBs and who would you place on the field in each position? So I'm not going to go like position by – well, maybe I will. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of like, you know, for – I think, you know, we're going to see a lot of that like four two five. Yep. You know, and I think JOK is going to be in the middle as kind of a spy and then probably Walker – as a, a run stopper up the middle. Now, do me a favor because I'm probably like many of our viewers. Explain a four-two-five. So just, just for the guy who doesn't know, or the gal who doesn't right. know uh, defensive alignments. That so well. you're going to have four four D linemen with their hands on the ground. So Miles and probably Clowney at the edges, and then two of the DT, and then two of the D tackles uh, in the middle, and then two linebackers, two middle linebackers. You know, I'm assuming one's going to be Walker. And yeah. if I had to, and then I see, I see JOK playing a lot if he's who mm-hmm. we think he is, or it'll be Phillips. I like Taki Phillips. Taki. I like Phillips. I like um, Phillips because like he's Phillips a great sideline to sideline yep. speed yep. linebacker yep. that you, you're going to need against a mobile quarterback. Yep. And then, and then five defensive backs. So you'll probably have three corners and two safeties. Okay. So, um, you know, I think your three safeties are going to be John Johnson, yep. Delpit. And then are you looking like a slot Harrison. corner? And then Harrison. Yep. Yep. And then I'm thinking it's going to be Newsom at your corner or or Greedy, but probably Newsom. Yep. Denzel at the other corner and then Troy Hill in the slot. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So I, I, I think that, you know, I like that your alignment. It's kind of where I was going along. Um, I was just thinking that, you know, defensively, your, you know, your play, you have to have somebody that spies the quarterback, you know, in those situations, somebody who's fast. Um, it's got great eyes for the ball that they can see, you know, on the read options that they're not, you know, losing their 
contain of and going for the ball carrier and the quarterback's got the ball. Um, Baltimore does a lot of that type of stuff, especially now with Dobbins in the backfield. That you got to have uh, somebody who's going to either sp- <clears throat> spy or you're going to have you, you got to have your DNs contain yes. the pocket. They can't get too far inside, you know, because a lot of the a lot of those teams that have the mobile quarterbacks. They give that to you on purpose. Like they make that to you know they're going to give Miles inside because Lamar's just going to run around him to the outside, you know. So uh, trying to keep the quarterback in the pocket, especially Lamar, because you know. We've said on here, got to make him throw and beat you that way. You can't let him beat you with your legs because he does that almost every time. I'll tell you one thing I, I don't want to see when we're playing these teams with these mobile quarterbacks like Lamar or Josh Allen, you know, even Patrick Mahomes or Chad Henney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. On, Sorry, that one took me a second. <laughs> if, it's, if it's third down, you know, third and five or longer, I do not want to see us in man coverage. You cannot turn your back to these mobile quarterbacks on third down. They will yep. just instantly take off and run mm-hmm. for you know, and we can put a spy on Lamar, but no, he's going to get five yards. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how fast JOK is. He's probably he's not as fast as Lamar. Right. Uh, is anybody? I mean, no. we could put Schwartz out at middle linebacker <laughs> and try to spy him. I mean, so yeah, we. We got to be not. It's not just alignment. It's going to be scheme, and it's got you know. We have to be smart with our play calls and our situational football when it comes to that. I hate last year. We would it'd be third and eight, and we go man, and the dude just drops three step drop and takes off. Mm -hmm. And you watch the replay from his view, and none of our DBs are looking back. They're all looking the opposite way from the quarterback. Yeah, and I think this year with the Browns defense, they're more set up. I know we talked about we don't want to see them maybe blitz a lot, but I think with the roster that we've put together defensively, you can kind of do that on some third down plays this year. I think you have to, to keep them honest to make them have to throw the ball because if he's able to sit back there and you might have great coverage sometimes with the mobile quarterback, that's a bad thing because now he's got to run around in the pocket and something's opened up that he can just leak out and get, you know, 10 yards and get out of bounds, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, you know, with this offense this year, or this defense this year, being able to get some pressure on the quarterback a little bit more and make Lamar have to throw the ball in three seconds is going to be a big thing. Yeah. yeah and I know you talked about um, breaking contain and all that. I feel like a lot of times, especially watching the Ravens, Lamar, when the pocket kind of breaks down and collapses in front of him, that's when he's less effective because he's got to kind of bounce out or, you know, kind of make some stuff happen behind the line. But when the pocket collapses outside of him or behind him, he's gone. Yeah. You know? he just as soon as, soon as that, I just remember seeing a lot of times like they would rush at him. And then if he just step up and the whole pocket collapses behind him, he's gone. Yeah. You, you almost yards. have to tell your edge rushers. It's almost like it's a contained rush. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you can only get, you only get as deep as the quarterback. You can't, you can't. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because that, in that offensive tackle, if you just go sprinting up the field, he's just, just going to let you. Yeah. He's yep. going to nudge you past him, and he's just going to run. The quarterback's just going to take off, like you said. Um, as far as some of the players, you know, I, I gave the 11 I thought would play. I could also see we have so much depth and so much versatility now. You know, you could see a Phillips in there, a linebacker instead of uh, JOK, and JOK might be that third safety. Yep. Yes. You know, yes. instead of Harrison, or you know, so there's so many – versatile pieces um, that this defense could use. We're gonna, it's going to be interesting to see what Joe Woods comes up with because, you know, it could be different game to game, play to play our alignment. Yeah. I think that you're going to see some aspects in this Joe Woods defense that you saw in 
um, like the Greg Williams setup where you didn't even like, there were so many guys maybe up in the box or around the line of scrimmage. And then you didn't know who was going to come from where. I think that Joe Woods has a little bit of that style of, he likes to mix things up and not go by the book. He's not your three, four, every single play type of defensive coordinator. He, he likes to mix and match who he's got on the field. So, well, that's a, uh if you're ready, I'll transition this yeah. real be- quick because actually the next is, next question is a voicemail from Brandon. He's asking us about Joe Woods. Okay. So here's what he had to say. Hey, what's up, fellas? I'm just wondering why nobody ever talks about Joe Woods. I mean, you guys may have touched on it. I may have missed an episode. I don't know what's going on. This dude plays zone like 65, 70% of the time. Like, I can't tell you how many times he didn't spy Lamar Jackson or did, but only sent three people or, I mean, it's just unbelievable. We were one of the least blitzing teams in the league last year. I understand we had a decent line, but still, you know, you can't just sit back in zone and let these elite quarterbacks pick you apart. And that's what it seems like he does. Yeah, the players are going to be better at the positions, but you can't just sit back in zone the entire time and never do anything different. You're putting your players in bad positions, then you can't blame them. If you look at everywhere he's been, from what I understand and have read, he's never been a good defensive coordinator as far as team defensive rankings go. Do you guys care if I jump this one off? Yeah, go ahead. Go for it, All right. So, um, to his point, <laughs> the I, I've been really, really tough on Joe Woods. Like, I was kind of one of those people last year who was just like, what are we doing? We looked really, really bad last year. Um, but, I mean, there were so many injuries. There's so many things going on last year. So I kind of gave him a break. As far as spying Lamar Jackson, I've said this before. Ronnie Harrison was, like, supposed to be that guy. He did that for the, the Houston game with Deshaun Watson. If you guys remember, Harrison got hurt or had COVID. Something happened a week before that game, and he was out for that game. There's just another guy that we didn't have. Um. I have, Go ahead. Was Joe Woods ever a defensive coordinator before he came to Cleveland? Yes, Denver. Was, yep, he was Denver. in Denver okay. in 2017, 2018. He was their defensive backs coach in uh, 2015 Okay, uh, when they had the fourth best defense in all of football, hmm. you know, when they were making their Super Bowl run, and then he was there uh, two years. He's been in the NFL since... 2004. Okay. He's been with Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Oakland, Denver, San Fran for one year before he came to Cleveland. So I I will say this. I think we were all kind of tough on Joe Woods last year. Mm -hmm. And obviously we know about the injuries and he's playing with practice squad players and stuff like that. But I, I kept making the argument last year and Brandon said it in the voicemail. I didn't feel like he was putting players in a position to be successful last year i mean we saw kevin johnson come over he was a very productive player in buffalo before he came here anderson deo isn't has built an nfl career on being a solid safety right before he came to i mean if you asked around the league before last year any team would have been happy to have Anderson. i think we were excited as you know for him as like a free agent signing before the season started and then as the season went on he just became a running joke yeah right and i said that i said you know joe woods all these players have regressed in his system. And I, and I was kind of harping on that last year. Um, but then I, so I think we talked about in other episodes, this is in, at least in my opinion, I think your guys' opinion, this is kind of a prove a year for Joe Woods. 
Oh, as, long, as long as guys are healthy this year, there is no reason this no defense excuse. shouldn't be a top 10, top 5 defense. Yep. I've brought up on the show that if we're four or five games into the season and our defense is giving up 30 points a game, you might be gone. Yeah, I, I you know, I mean, I, and I, I don't like that because I hate the turnover and, you know, are we really giving him a chance now that he's got his players in, but... Man, we got big aspirations for this year, and if our defense is the reason we're not being successful because we're not outscoring teams thirty-five to thirty every game, you know, it's there's going to be you know whispers of getting them out. I'll give him a couple games this year because he's got nine new starters, right? But I want to see. I want to at least, even if the defense doesn't play great. I want. I don't want it to be because we're questioning the scheme or the strategy. I felt like there were games last year. I just had no idea what our game plan was defensively. Yep. Yeah. Well, he got and, and you know a lot of people gave him or given him a huge pass from last year because oh he didn't have any players playing practice squad guys all that. So and then then week one he gets all these new guys and he's going up against Kansas City. We're really going to see. Okay, if we come out and we play and really well. Be like, okay, hey, we Joe Woods is yeah. Joe Woods is the guy. You know, he's got it figured out. He's finally got some, you know, stars on that side of the ball. That because last year it was like, well, hopefully we can, you know, score real quick before halftime so we get the ball last in the fourth quarter <laughs> so we can try <laughs> yeah. to go down and win. Yeah, and that's how it was. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I don't think that his job is safe. I think he's got a it's his prove it year. I won't call it a hot seat, but I'm gonna it's. It's lukewarm, <laughs> you know what I mean. In my, it, at least for me, it would be. It would be, you know. Now, it, I don't want to speak into existence, but if we come out and our whole secondary is hurt again, then you know what can we do? But if he's if he's playing with a, a healthy set of players, there's this defense should be lights out. Should be. It should be. And I just don't want to question coaching decisions again. I mean, there were times last year where I just I was like, what what was what was the plan? It's yeah, like yeah. we didn't even have a well, plan. And, and you know, <laughs> last year was the first year for these. <laughs> I was like really like bummed about I know, it. I can tell. <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking at you. I'm like, oh, he's not doing well here with this. He's having flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Oh, man. But, you know, even last year was the first year. You know, it was for all these guys. And Stefanski, same way. They were, I remember being in, in a couple games thinking, what are, what are we doing on offense? Like, Kevin, what? What are you doing here? You know, and, and not that, you know, he was coach of the year. He's, he was amazing. But even he had those moments. So. We can chalk it up to that, uh, but like you said, it's going to be a short leash for Joe Woods this year. I think we got what one more uh, voicemail. Thanks for that, Brandon. By the way, that was that was, that was good. Great. Yep. yep, yep. This one comes from Troy from Cleveland. Hello, Dogs Podcast. This is Troy Kozlowski calling from Browns headquarters once again from Cleveland, Ohio. I uh, just wanted to say thank you for all the great work you guys put in. You guys are my favorite podcast. I wanted to see what you guys think about. Um, Sports maybe being a return kicker. I really think that'd be a great idea. I think we're stacked on wide receivers, and uh, I think it'd be awesome to see uh, Schwartz return some kickoffs with some touchdowns. Lord knows he's fast enough. Just wanted to get your guys' take on that. Thank you, and dog check, wolf, wolf. Dog check, wolf, wolf. Wolf, wolf. Well, I, I mean, I think that, you know, it's we're going to have to wait and see, you know, what kind of sh- – uh, role Schwartz is going to have in the offense, but I think that one of the ways that they're going to get him some time in the NFL is he's going to have to be a returner. I, I just don't see him being a guy that's out, you know, playing 
30 snaps a game on the offensive side. I just don't see him being that. And maybe he'll transition into that and there'll be certain packages, stuff like that, that he's in on offensively. But I think he's going, if he wants to make an impact on this team, he's got to really focus on, I'm going to be one, I'm going to be one of the best return guys, you know, in the AFC and just focus on that. So, I just did a quick search because I just could not remember. Anthony Schwartz did not return kicks or punts in college. So okay. call so call me crazy. I've never returned punts or kicks in the NFL. I don't love the idea of a rookie punt returner. Even because those are very the punts are so hard to catch. These yep. guys, it's like a knuckleball coming down to you. And I just I would hate for us to lose a game because he muffs a punt. Yeah. Um, now kick returning. I don't want to, you know. I feel like there's a little bit more forgiveness as far as if you you drop it, you probably have time oh, to recover. And there's so and you many touchbacks. Yeah, yes. you don't. Yeah, you don't get many options to, yeah. to yes. return a kick in so the anymore. So obviously, I think his Zach is right. He's not going to be out there 30, 30 plays a game on offense. I definitely see him getting three to four touches depending on who we're playing against because of that speed. Yep. I I. And this is this is obviously pre-training camp, pre-preseason. I haven't seen how any of this is playing on the field. I don't expect to see a whole lot of Schwartz the first quarter of the season. I expect them to kind of ease him into the role, whatever role he's going to have. I, I think, and like Troy said, we are stacked on wide receiver. But I, I would my my ideal receiving, I guess you know deployment this year would be the same way the Buccaneers did last year with Tom Brady. There was really no number one receiver. You know, it was whoever's open, you know, some weeks Godwin had a great game. Mike Evans might catch one pass for one yard for a touchdown. And that was it for the game, you know, and they would win. So that's kind of what I'd like to see the Browns do is just say, hey, this is our wide receiving core. We're going to run you guys out there and then stats are going to fall where they may, but we're going out there to win. Baker's spreading the ball around. He's not targeting anybody just because like, if you're not open, you're not getting targeted. I think you touched on something there too. You said the wide receiver room is kind of crowded. What about just the kick return room? Like that special teams room. Mm-hmm. You have JoJo, Natson. I've, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to get some touches there. I Switzer. Mean, yeah, yeah, Switzer, Switzer. there still. No. So I can see, throwing D, this guy I, in. I can see DPJ Felchin. and Switzer being more of your, your punt returners. Mm-hmm. And I could see a combination of like JoJo, Natson, and Schwartz at kick return. Yep. Okay. That's a lot of speed. Yeah. Which one do you kick to? Yeah, you know, you just got to try to probably put it out of the end, out of the end zone, and then what? They get it's twenty five every time, or is that college? Is it still yeah, twenty five, twenty five, yeah. And then you still got what not, what not Johnson. Johnson. Oh, and I will. On the something about Dearness Johnson that I just sticks in my head is that the guy just seems very competitive. I think he's a fighter, and I, I don't think he's going away. Like he's Unsung not going to zero like, award for oh, the Mad Dogs. Exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh, you drafted Demetrius Felton. Oh, you got Anthony Schwartz. I guess I'll just kind of see if I can make. No, this guy wants to make the team. I do think going into camp though, he's one of those guys that he's an if, he, out. if he got cut, I I wouldn't be like oh, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me. Just because it's such a deep, I kind of would be just because really? as yeah. well as a as that third string running back, yeah. I like him better than Felton just because he's a little bigger. He he's been there before. He, he showed know. last year he could do it, and you yeah. know if he had to step in for a limited role. Yeah, I just don't know what we have in Felton. That's, That's my only thing. That's it. Like yeah. the I, other I, thing to look yeah. forward to seeing yeah. here, what's going to come of that? Yeah, I mean, if the guy shows up in training camp and he looks great, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, you used a draft pick on him, right? You know, just. Yeah, but like we said, we we ended up drafting more players than yeah. I thought we would. Yeah, and some of those are going to be expendable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. So, you're right. Um, well, hey, thanks for all the questions, everybody. I think that's all of them we got today, right? 
That was it. And I just wanted to let everybody know that after this show, uh, well, first off, we're going to be doing our uh, Dogs After Hours show for everybody on Patreon. And then also we're going to be on the Fantasy Football Friends podcast. What we're going to record it with them later today is coming out later this week. They're doing team-by-team breakdowns for fantasy. So we're going to be breaking down the Cleveland Browns players for fantasy football. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. Um, yeah, so thanks for checking out another episode of the dogs. Thanks for all the feedback, uh, giving us comments and voicemails and stuff like that. Uh, you know, we wouldn't have had a show to do today or, <laughs> or we'd have to try to think of something on the fly and it probably would have sucked. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I uh, appreciate everybody commenting, uh, you know, getting your thoughts in on the show again, make sure you guys check out, uh, our article on Barry Shuck series on position battles throughout the NFL. It's already up on the Patreon page. You can go check that out now. If you join the Patreon or just look for it when it comes out on dogs by nature, what this week or next week or something, Yeah, it's like going to be, maybe, you know, just keep checking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, this yep. week, it should be out. Yeah. So make sure you check that out. That's dogsbynature.com if you don't do it through the Patreon. Uh, and like Josh has said, we're going to be doing a, a spot with a Fantasy Football Friends podcast, so make, make sure you check that out. Uh, we're inching closer to the start of training camp. We're excited to be back in the studio to help pass the time with all you guys. I think there's only, what, 62 days, 60 days, somewhere in there until the start of the football season. We can't wait. Um, you know, it's good to be back, and everybody, hope you guys have a good week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.